Hello everyone, welcome back to the In the Blue Paint podcast. We are actually back to our regular schedule. Um, didn't miss this weekend like I did last week, or week before last. Um, today we've got some special news. I'm very excited to actually start putting this out there. Um, like I've been saying in the past few episodes, I'm going to be working with BackSportsPage.com. It's my first actual media gig. Um, I'm going to be writing for the Tampa Bay Light, or about the Tampa Bay Lightning, I shouldn't say for. I'm going to be putting about two to three articles a week on the website. Again, BackSportsPage.com. I should have access to post-game scrums with the team, home and away locker rooms, plus post-practice. Um, won't really be doing any like game reports, um, mostly just pieces about the team. Very excited for that for the future. Um, and any ideas for content, message me on Twitter, anything that you'd want to see with that. Trying to find content that's not just, this is what happened tonight. It's going to be a real struggle for me, and I'm really excited to, to learn more in that regard. And to actually be putting some of my writing out, since I think that's more of a skill for me than speaking to a microphone alone will ever be. But besides the Lightning, who coincidentally... I'll be covering here pretty soon. Never been a fan of, but I guess I got a hell of a team to cover. You know, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. You've got a hell of a team with Stamkos, Kucherov, Braden Point, Andre Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergachev. And you and guys like Kucherov for a hell of an interview, a hell of a quote, and have been for a while. And even Corey Perry, who I was got to be, I guess I got a recording of their post-practice scrum from the 20th. And it was Corey Perry and John Cooper. And they both just seemed like genuinely really great guys that I'm really excited to to get to talk to in the near future. But not a Lightning fan. As most of you know, I'm a diehard Leafs fan and Penguins. My Toronto Maple Leafs did not blow a 3-1 lead for the first time in what feels like forever. They played the Islanders last night in their first, I believe their first game in UBS Arena. The new arena out there in uh, Long Island. Uh, they had a 3 1 lead and didn't blow it. Um, for those unfamiliar with what the Leafs have been doing recently, is a lot of that. Um, the 19th against the Rangers, a 6 3 loss in which the Leafs had a 3 1 lead. A 6 5 win against the Blues on the 15th in which the Leafs had a 3 1 lead. A 2 1 loss to the Arizona Coyotes. We're just not going to talk about losing to Arizona. A 4 3 win against the Knights in which the Leafs held a 3-1 to one lead, but they did win that, thankfully. And then the uh, on the 8th, a game against Colorado, a 5-4 win for Colorado in overtime, in which the Leafs had another 3-1 lead. Now, for anyone that's not really familiar with hockey over the last few years, this may seem like something... They're going through a bad, what, week and a half here? Almost two weeks? That's fine. That happens. But this is the Leafs that we're talking about. The Leafs don't just lose hockey games. The Leafs lose in the most catastrophic, the most dramatic ways humanly possible. Let's go back. So I started cheering for the Leafs the year they got Austin Matthews. It's 2016 draft. So the first season I really supported them was 16 through 17. Um... 
They got in by one point on a Curtis McElhaney save. Yes, Curtis McElhaney, noted Leafs legend, Curtis McElhaney, on a last-minute save, I guess you could say, on Sidney Crosby, um, which kept the Leafs in the playoffs, I believe, by one point. They kept Tampa out. A little ironic looking back on it now, but, yeah, they, they kept Tampa out of the playoffs. They hang on by one point. They go to play the Capitals. You get all of these. Capitals and three jokes. The Leafs go up. Was it 2-0 in that series? It may have been 2-0 in the series. Um, five out of six games go to overtime. Uh, Caps take it in six. That's fine, though. That's the only Leafs playoff series loss that I really like. Eh. You know, that one just... They were young. It was everyone's first year in the NHL. That's going to happen. After that, Boston. You may remember the Boston Bruins had a 3-1 lead for anyone who really... No, let's do the comparisons between 2000... Would have been 18 and 2013. 2013. Uh, let me check it. Hey, what playoffs was that? Was that 13 or 14? 4-1 lead in the third period. If we spell 4-1 lead, there could be a multitude of games this pulls up. Yep. 2013. Okay, that took way too long to find. I'm sorry. Okay, comparisons. Leafs get a... They're down 3-1 in the series. Going into Game 7 in TD Garden in Boston. In 2013, the Leafs had a 4-1 lead with about 10 minutes to go. In the 2018 edition of this game, the Leafs had three separate, or was it three or four separate one-goal leads. Boston won both of those games. Okay, the next season, the Leafs are up 3-2 in the series. In Toronto, in, I can't remember if it was Air Canada Center at the time, Scotiabank Arena. Um, this is my Leafs therapy, by the way. I've really wanted an excuse to really go in-depth on the Leafs, and here is mine. Uh, story of Tragedy. Episode title right there, Story of Tragedy. Um, it's a 3-2 series lead going into whatever the Leafs Arena was called at the time. The Leafs decide to put out their worst playoff performance I've ever seen for now at home with an opportunity to seal the series. But it's okay. There's still another opportunity, young, naive Leafs fan, I thought. Then the Leafs go to show in Game 7 that, yes, indeed, you can see a worse hockey game. Whatever. So that was 2019. Mike Babcock got severely outcoached in that game. We're like, oh, Babcock's going to get fired. We show up in the next season. Mike Babcock's still the coach for some reason. This season's a roller coaster. This is the most exhausting leave season we've had so far. It's this one, 1920. So you get a few months in. The team is not good. They're not playing good. They're not winning games. They're not getting the results they're expecting. So you fire Babcock. You bring in, you bring in Sheldon Keefe. Um... Then some people get sick after Leafs get really hot and then really cold for some reason. David Ayers, Zamboni driver, beats the Leafs. 
This is part of the timeline for everyone that I know personally, and I've been trying to explain to you why it hurts to be a Leafs fan. Listen up, hit rewind, go through this again, save this, download it, whatever. David Ayer's game, they lose to their own Zamboni driver. Season shuts down like a week later. Okay, they come back into the COVID bubble. Okay, they, they got to do the play-in round because the playoffs were weird that year. Okay, it's not Boston this time. It's just Columbus. Now, my number one team, the Pittsburgh Penguins, I'm used to beating Columbus like it's any other game. They're bad. The Leafs, for some reason, decide I don't know how to score a goal anymore. Except the one, it was game four, where they were down, would have been 2-1 in the series. They get the three goals late, or is it two or three goals in the last two minutes to tie it. And the Austin Matthews on the power play goal in overtime, one of my favorite moments watching the Leafs ever. Okay, and they're like, oh. I, I watched that game. I was on the phone with my girlfriend, and I literally said to her, that's the moment. All of this changes. All of the history of losing. No Stanley Cup since 1967. It's gone. And then they decided to lay an egg in the next game. They get shut out. It's terrible. You can't even say, oh, they're playing Columbus. It was a neutral site game in Toronto. <laughs> Only the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, okay. It was just a playing round. Okay, it was a best of five instead of best of seven. At least it wasn't game seven this time. Okay, shut up. Game five, it was the same thing. This go round. So you get an all-Canadian division the next year. Leafs are setting record after record after record. Jack Campbell, most wins as a goaltender to start a season ever. He wins that record. Austin Matthews is scoring at an unreal pace. The first Leaf to win individual hardware other than himself winning Rookie of the Year in how many years? He wins the Rock of Sharp for most goals. All Canadian, it's only teams we see all years, Canadian teams to get to the playoffs in first period, one of the most horrific injuries I've ever seen to John Tavares. Who I thought the man may have been dead on the ice. And they lose that game, and I remember saying to my girlfriend again, she'll come up a lot in this show, trust me, that um, I don't, I didn't care if they won that game in the series at that moment. I just went here and be okay. But then it was, John's okay. It won't be a serious injury like it really looked like. It's all good. And then they kicked ass for three games in a row. Some of the best playoff hockey I've ever seen. They were scoring goals. They weren't giving up any opportunities. And then they laid an egg again. 3-1 series lead this time. And then they lose three straight to the Montreal Canadiens, including one of the worst performances I've ever seen at home, Game 7. That's how we are for the Leafs. That's why, back to where we were before, that's why making fun of the Leafs is so fun because statistically they are stupid likely to blow these leads. And that's why I make fun of them. Um, so, more good news about the podcast. Got to steer this way. Um, I just hit the amount of unique listeners, I think Anchor puts it as, that I can start um, putting ads in and start making 
a few cents per listen, or I'm not 100% sure how it work. I just hit that number, you know, maybe like 5, 6 o'clock tonight. So I have to start putting breaks in so I can throw ads in later once I get all that set up. So a uh, quick word from our sponsor. You may catch it before it actually gets put in. If you do, congratulations. You got to skip the ad for free. Um, if not, I'm so sorry you have to sit through this ad that I'm going to record at some point. Okay, I hope you all enjoyed hearing about Anchor and how great of a program it is and how much I enjoy recording my podcast on here. Anchor just gave me heart failure because I thought I accidentally deleted the first half of the episode, but we're all good. Okay, hockey news. We had a darker episode last week, and I do apologize for that. Um, Unfortunately, we have more dark news. Sorry. Um... There was someone, I don't know the whole story, so I'm not going to talk about it. You can look it up. I got suspended 30 games by the American Hockey League for a racist gesture. I couldn't find information about that actually happening when it did. I don't know much about the whole the situation as a whole, so I wasn't going to go into that. What I do know about is the East Coast Hockey League's uh, Jacksonville Iceman. They're, I believe he's a, def- yes, defenseman Jacob Panetta. Um, last night in a game against the South Carolina Stingrays. So this is, who is Jacksonville, a affiliate of, how do you spell Jacksonville? That's not it. We're going to pretend I didn't spell it like that. Iceman, okay, who are you affiliate of? Jacksonville Iceman. Okay, the affiliate, the New York Rangers. Perfect. All I needed to know. So, they're playing South Carolina Stingrays, who affiliate the Hershey Bears and the Washington Capitals. Uh, Jordan Subban's on the ice for South Carolina, a uh, younger brother of Malcolm of the Buffalo Sabres and PK of the New Jersey Devils, um, gets into a scrum with Jacob Panetta. Um, never heard of Jacob Panetta before. I've heard of him. Um, Jordan before, because he was in the lease organization for a little bit. Um, and of course his brothers. Uh, so in the scrum, supposedly there were not nice things said. Uh, we're not really going to ever know the exact words with, if you're not a hockey person and you're listening to this out of support of just me, uh, not nice things are said usually. Um, but there's always a line in which it's respectful. Um, it appears in the video that Panetta does a gesture that could be conceived as monkey-like. Um, inexcusable. Not okay. Under any circumstances. So he gets kicked out of the game. The I will applaud the PA announcer for actually calling it a racial gesture instead of unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, shines light onto the whole situation. Um, so kicked out of the game. He was immediately then, the next morning, suspended indefinitely by the East Coast Hockey League. Excuse me, uh, for until he gets a hearing. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. And then immediately cut by Jacksonville as well. Let me find. There are some quotes if I can find. Uh, bye. No, okay, I'm not going to be able to find PKs. Oh, here's PKs. Uh, No, that's not it. Okay, that's fine. Um, 
So, PK and Jordan are calling this the racial gesture. And it really does come across like that. And chances are it was. And I'm I'm hoping it wasn't. Just for the sake of if there's no place for it in our game. Uh, Jacob Panetta, four hours before now, recording this is about 11 o'clock, Central on the 23rd, um, released a just over a two-minute clip, which now has 160,000 views. This is the third tier of hockey, by the way. Saying that it is a gesture um, that's meant to be a bodybuilder. Like Amy said, he used the words, you're only tough when the refs are here. And there are videos of him doing this to white players in the past. Um, And it in no way was meant as a racial gesture. Um, But he did apologize for the actions and the the effect it had on on Jordan and and his brothers and his entire family in the hockey community. Um, There are two ways that we can take this. Either Jacob Panetta is being truthful and... Until there's, because he's going to get a hearing. Okay, so we'll know for, they'll know. Okay, or at least he'll be tried, essentially. Was there racist intent or not? Is this an actual thing that he's done before? Was it just meant as the bodybuilder gesture? Because Tom Wilson's done that national hockey league. Okay, and we just viewed it as, oh, tough guy. You know, sitting in the box, we've all seen the picture of him without his jersey on, with just his pads, doing the big bodybuilder pose. Or Jacob's lying. And if Jacob is lying, what a piece of filth. I I, it, I don't hesitate at all to call him that either. It truly like psychotic behavior to to do that. Obviously, lie about showing remorse. And then further try to go, no, it's not racist. It's meant to be this. So this is a very developing story. Um, It was only 10 hours ago that Hockey Night in Canada put out that the East Coast Hockey League suspended him indefinitely. And like I said, it was only four hours ago that he made the video apologizing. I highly recommend watching it. Um, People are criticizing him for he's very clearly reading a script. Look, the kid may have just written it or wrote it, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, at least he's not, like, fumbling with his words. Like, he's a kid. He may be racist, but you can't criticize him for not being a public speaker. So we're going to shift away from hockey for a little bit at the end of the episode because last time we talked non-hockey, I had so much fun. Guess what? We're back to football, y'all. Um... I have not sat through an entire NFL playoff game yet this year. Um, Last week, the wild card round truly showed there's too many teams in the NFL playoffs. And there were just a onslaught of terrible football games. As a Steelers fan, last week hurt. This week, four of four games 
are either just three of the four had a last second field goal win it. The fourth had a last second field goal that tied it and sent it to overtime. The the fourth of the four. What was that? Something just okay. Sorry, that scared me. It was a bottle like. Ooh, wow. Okay. Um, the fourth of the four. Okay. Bills Chiefs. I watched the last. I tuned in at the two minute warning. I have never timed turning a football game on better. I'm being called. This is the greatest game in the history of football. And from what I saw, I don't care what happened in the first. How many minutes of the game? It does not matter. First, what is it? 46 minutes in football. Excluding the last two. Does not matter what happened. That was the best two minutes of football that make up for an entire season I've ever seen. Between two, it was like 220-something yards between the two. Three touchdowns and a field goal. 24 points between the two teams in the last two minutes of that game. Uh, three lead changes plus a tie. Um, Patrick Mahomes, apparently all I need to give him is a whole field in 13 seconds and a timeout to get a game-tying field goal. Then the <laughs> overtime. That's what we're here to talk about. This is where we led this. The National Football League has by far the worst overtime rules I have ever seen. And I've known about them. Everyone complains about them every time there's an overtime game, especially the playoffs. But these are abysmal. I'd much rather keep the NHL shootout. This is a take and a half. I'd rather keep the shootout in the National Hockey League than keep whatever the hell the coin toss in overtime is. The coin toss to start the game is different because it's just who gets the ball first over the course of a long football game. And whoever decides not to get it now, the other, or they get to start the second half. It's fair. It just changes it up a little bit. Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, played a perfect two football games. The NFL record for most touchdowns in a playoff is 11. Josh Allen had nine. Already, if he would have won this, he would have had two more games left. Um, perfect football game and lost purely because he lost a coin toss and he didn't get an opportunity with the ball. And this game ended just a little bit ago. The tweet that I'm going to read here in a bit was at 1048, so 11 o'clock, brand new. And there's people criticizing the Bills lost because they didn't kick it deep with 13 seconds left. Whatever, it doesn't matter. The fact is, when you have two teams that are just scoring at will in the last two minutes like that, whoever gets the ball first in overtime is going to win. The defense isn't going to make some big stop. It's all offense at that point in the game. Josh Allen calls tails on the coin toss. Crazy. Okay, this is from Field Yates on Twitter. Crazy stat that is more relevant after the overtime finish. Josh Allen came in today's game 9-0 on coin tosses this season and becomes 9-1 in the divisional round playoff. Calling tails, lands on heads. Of course, Chiefs take the ball, march down the field. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey to win it. Um, even the guys in the postgame were saying the Bills only lost because Josh Allen didn't get the ball in overtime. The record for most touchdowns receptions set in a 
Um, single playoff game by receiver. I'm going to find his name real quick. Um, broken uh, with four. What's his name? Uh, most receiving. Man, I'm a mess today with Googling things. In a game. Playoff. Why is this taking me so long just to find this guy's name? And y'all already know about this by now. Gabriel Davis. Thank you. With four. Caught two in the last two minutes, including just an amazing move to get the first of the two. Got his guy to fall down. That's impressive in football. Uh, to be wide open in the end zone. And I thought it was over. Then Kansas City comes and scores a touchdown. And I'm like, okay, that's not a lot of time for Buffalo, but it's enough. And the Buffalo scores and gets a touchdown. Or goes down the field, scores, gets a touchdown. I'm like, oh, it's definitely over. There's only 13 seconds left. Kansas City, two plays. Buffalo's defense had had enough. Um, exhausted, most likely. Uh, kicks a bomb of a field goal. Like, okay, we're going to overtime. And I knew that rule was coming. I hate it so much. Um, of course, the game gets decided. I was cheering for Buffalo just because I'm not a Mahomes fan, even though I'm a Red Raiders fan. I know uh, the masked Raider, forgive me, uh, for I have sinned. I don't like Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. I just want new teams to win, and Buffalo's exciting. Plus, being a Leafs fan, you kind of got to cheer for the Bills a little bit. Um, so that might do it for today's podcast. Uh, again, just a quick review. I will be writing on the Tampa Bay Lightning for BacksportsPage.com. Um, follow my Twitter. I'll be putting, whenever I have an article released, I'm probably going to put the links to it there. And then, of course, as always, the links to all of my socials are going to be in the description of the podcast. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. To get me to this point, we had 50 unique listeners today, uh, 70 overall amazing i'm extremely excited about those numbers and just the few episodes that we've done they've been successful in my eyes uh thank you all for the support and i will be back next sunday